It's political season, not only in our community, but all over the nation once again. Folks, we've been talking at Fronteras uh, for a couple on a couple of occasions about the fact that we need to get more people involved, more people involved, not only in our community, at a statewide level, at a national level. And here we are in a brand new era because uh, it seems like people are really heeding the call. And that, that's, that's interesting. It's interesting certainly in an area where not that many voters come out to vote, where we've been talking about the kind of leadership that has been in our community that has been lackluster, and the fact that there's been corruption scandals, all sorts of things, enough to disenfranchise any voter, yet, folks, we had almost 13,000 signatures collected to recall the mayor of El Paso. We had over 1,000 signatures collected to recall not one but two city council representatives in El Paso, Texas. And at the very same moment, at the very same time, we also have a developing new movement called Occupy, well, the world, I guess it is, because it's now Occupy uh, El Paso, Occupy Las Cruces, Occupy the nation, Occupy the world. That's what we're facing. And of course, a lot of people drawing a lot of parallels and contrast between that and the movement of the Tea Party. Uh, I learned a new term as we were getting ready for the for the show today, Tea Party 2.0. Joining us today, we have Chris Bailey of the Third Rail on ElPasoForAmerica.com. And we also have Gabriel Nila of The Common Man on ElPasoForAmerica.com, both political commentators. We're going to have our political roundtable discussion today, where we really will just get into, wow, we have brand new involvement. Uh, involvement by the community it's it's kind of interesting because it's been a while guys that uh, on all of our shows we've been talking about the fact that people don't get involved mm -hmm. and now they're involved mm -hmm. chris you're involved with the uh with the whole occupy el paso movement absolutely. what's going on with that that's interesting to me uh, you guys had a pretty nice showing out at the uh absolutely well for the it was a planning meeting actually that uh the last two meetings that they've had are planning meeting the occupation hasn't even started yet yeah first meeting had over 150 people show up Second meeting doubled. Wow. There was over 300 at that, that meeting at uh, San Jacinto Plaza yeah. in El Paso. The, uh, I think the major contention that these individuals have is that there is a complete, they, they feel completely disenfranchised yeah. by the system. You have a Congress that is virtually unresponsive to the population's needs. Uh, and what's interesting is that there is a lot of misinformation going on about the movement itself. A lot of people are trying to paint this out as a Democratic Tea Party. And in fact, a lot of Democrats have been trying to hijack the movement. MoveOn.org showed up and they were slapped down, in essence, by some people at Occupy Wall Street and other areas, precisely because of the fact that they, this is, the, the people that are involved in the movement want this to be seen as not apolitical, it is a political movement, yeah. but it's a bipartisan movement that is comprised of people from the left, right, and the middle that have, rather than looking at wedge issues of what separates them, are the issues that they have in common that they have problems with. Well, what is the message of, of Occupy uh, anything from Occupy El Paso to mm -hmm. Occupy Wall Street? What, what is the message, Chris? Because well, there's, there's been a lot of ambiguity about it. Absolutely, that. and uh, there is a very clear message. Uh, one of the aspects that we have to understand is that when you're talking about the sickness of corruption that we have at the federal level in our country, there are numerous symptoms of how this manifests. One of the, the main aims of the Occupy movement is to, one, hold individuals responsible that were in directly involved in the economic collapse with the mortgage bu bubble bursting. Mm -hmm. 
Um, secondly, holding banks accountable, banks that had promised to increase lending to those that could afford it, uh, but failed to actually increase lending. What they ended up doing was paying out multi-million dollar packages to their CEOs, CFOs, and uh, to various stockbrokers right. that work for the banks. Well, we talked about it on radio all Absolutely, the time. Absolutely, all we the time. The radio. And so there was, a, there was a, a, it was evident that these banks were completely unresponsive to a crisis that they helped to create. Thirdly, it's about getting money out of politics. It's about getting Wall Street out of politics. And there has to be a very serious discussion because we've seen a lot of union involvement and one of the things that we have to begin to discuss is if we're going to get money out of politics, we have to throw onto the table that if we're going to have corporate money removed, we have to have union money on the table as well. That has to be discussed. So are we, are, now the, 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 the movement, are they going to be going, how far back are they going to go to go ahead and, and say, okay, it's not just, because I, I understand where you're coming from where you're mm -hmm. saying a lot of the stuff is going with the bank issues, mm -hmm. but are we going to look at who else is involved with with the whole bubbles, if you will, when we're talking about the housing, when we're mm -hmm. talking about lending, mm -hmm. are we, are, is is the group going to say, okay, let's go back and see where else, who else? Absolutely, absolutely. This is not. I think the key point here is that this is not about uh, going after Republicans. Well, one I of the one of the motions that was just passed at the General Assembly is an, an understanding that is broadly accepted by most of the individuals involved, is that both parties. Mm -hmm. are complicit in this. Let me give you an example. Most recently within the last year, we had the passage of the Dodd-Frank Act, which is supposed to supply the FEC a broad range of regulatory power um, out of, I would say, probably 60 new powers that were developed for the FEC to use. Only two have been implemented, only two. And if you go and read the act, it's evident that it is completely unsatisfactory. Regulation of the financial markets is not going to solve the problem. That is not going to solve the problem. You also have to look at getting rid of the politicians that are that are involved in from the core. That's precisely right. And, and that's right. A, and that's the thing that no one is no one's really talked about that part when it comes to yeah. going to the core of, of, of all the problems. That's absolutely yeah. wrong. And the the uh, the Occupy movement has talked about that. They've talked about it explicitly. There has been a virtual media blackout from the mainstream media. And I mentioned before uh, filming started that mm -hmm. there has been a broad attempt by people that are in favor of the continuation of Wall Street and the status quo in not just stymieing the movement, but shutting it up. I mean, you had Representative Peter King from New York come out and say, we have to get the media to stop paying attention to this movement. Let's get, let's get, a, little, let's get a little local with this uh, <coughs> for one second. I mean, so here we have and you guys have both been observing it from a political analysis kind of way on your shows, and then mm -hmm. Chris, you've been involved with it. Here's, here's where, where I see it. You have Occupy, Tea Party, Recall, mm -hmm. all exhibiting a lot of frustration, a, a lot of anger towards government. Mm -hmm. What are the differences between these groups, or are they one in, or, or, are they, or should we just call them call them something along the lines of uh, upset with government uh, as a group holistically. It would, it would have to probably be that where you say we're, we're upset you know people are upset with government as a whole and it's just a, a matter of, of which side of the spectrum you lie, you lie on to determine whether or not you fall into one of those three categories. Now like, like Chris said earlier there, you're gonna have some people that are gonna fall into 
one of them, or, or in actually in, the, in, the, in all three of them, it just depends on, on what, the, what the views are, are at the time. So that's, it's going to have to be something where you have all these groups that are upset about what's going on in, uh, politically, and they're just making some type of voice. Could there be one candidate that comes out and somehow appeals to all of these groups no. under, under the, the common thread oh, no. of the Occupy movement? I think there may be in the other two. With, as far as the recall is concerned, there are many individuals that are fine with representation, uh, they, as long as it's the quote-unquote right kind of representation. Okay. Um, the You're talking about the religious aspect of it. The, Absolutely. The, the, the Tea Party has shown that they are completely comfortable with the establishment. They were elected into office to facilitate change, and they absolutely have not well, facilitated any change. No, that's not because of the machine. It's because yeah, of their you, agenda. You've had, you've had other people. You've had politicians. There I think. I think. There. I think. I mean, there, there, no. there was a clash between them. I think. Um, I want to say the Florida. Uh, one of the Florida representatives had, had commented about that, where he, of his, he had even voiced his frustrations of saying, "Look, we're trying to make some change, but our people within our own group is saying, no, you don't want. You know, Let we're, me give we're you a here. prime example of what I mean, of adhering to the status quo." Uh, the Tea Party in particular, upon coming in, you saw a lot of don't tread on me flags, yeah, you saw the tricorner caps. Uh, general enmity expressed toward a piece of an odious piece of legislation, if you ask me, called the USA Patriot Act. Right. When, upon election of their candidates, there was one person, maybe two, in the House of Representatives that did not vote to continue the USA Patriot Act. Two people out of the entire a group of Tea Partiers that rode that wave of rage into, uh, into Congress. That is probably one of the most pivotal pieces of legislation that has been signed by the U.S. government. It directly contravenes the Constitution on numerous grounds. And yet, these individuals that were elected to contend with that piece of legislation failed to do so. So do you think that upsets the Tea Party base, or do you think that the Tea Party base is a-okay with no, that. I mean, I, I, I'm talking about a base here. I'm not talking about the, the leadership of the groups. Outside of the leadership, what, what has been shown is that there is an explicit loyalty to the party. In other words, it's not necessarily about what they were elected to do. It's the fact that they got them in and now they need their support. Now, there are some in the Tea Party that are completely disenfranchised and feel like they were utterly betrayed by many of these leaders that were elected into office, some of whom have shown up at the Occupy movements. A lot of the people that are opposed to the, uh, the federal bank in its structure and how it operates, namely Ben Bernanke, <coughs> agree or disagree <coughs> with what he has done as the head of the Fed. Um, there are many individuals that were involved in the Tea Party movement that have become so disillusioned with the activity of Tea Party candidates that they have defected. I think what it's going to do, what it is, is actually, is that you have this little small group of individuals within the Republican Party mm -hmm. that are primarily Republican, and we and we can pretty much agree on that part. That a lot of them are that are conservatives or or have well, registered. Well, the beginnings of the Tea Party yeah. movement was with a Republican consultant group that, right. that began the whole beginnings of. I mean, right, and, and and it's and it's gone to the point where they're trying to do whatever they can within their own group and the, their own group because they have the stroke that goes with it of being who they are. They're just saying, no, sorry, we're not going to listen to you. I mean, we, I've seen this in, in, in with one of the local Tea Party uh, Patriot groups mm -hmm. here that, we've, that I've, I've talked to yeah. um, that were very upset with the fact that you had one person who was part of the Republican Party going to this, going to this uh, meeting, and they're like, well, we don't want you associating with us. 
And this is, and, and keep in mind, this is a Fourth of July event that was going on that they wanted to say, yeah, you know, we want to participate because we are part of the group. And they're like, no, go and put your table elsewhere. Just put it away. And that, and that's the part where the, where, the, where their uh, dissatisfaction of that whole of that whole movement in. But, but it's it's all one one group of upset people that are just tired See, of what's going on. But, but it sounds like to me, if Chris, you're saying that some of the people from the Tea Party that were originally part of the Tea Party and now upset at the Tea Party are showing up at the Occupy event. If we have a group of individuals that are uh, now joining the recall uh, election in El Paso because they were upset, not necessarily at uh, the, the whole situation regarding partner benefits, but more upset at the fact that they threw out the will of the vote, uh, the will of the voter. It seems like there's more common thread here than anything. Than, there, is. there is a common thread running here. And, and again, back to the original question, could there be a candidate that comes out and speaks to these groups that are overall, oh, oh, at, at an yeah, overall that, level, that disgruntled with government? Because I'm not sure Obama's the answer, nor, I guess, Mitt Romney or Perry. No, they're institutionalized. I mean, they're institutional candidates. There's no question. I think uh, Romney and Obama both. If you look at the response of the right, with regard to the uh, the Occupy movement. Incidentally, to go back to the Tea Party movement during its inception, I think one of the biggest mistakes that the left made was not reaching out to the individuals that were comprising these Tea Party movements and reaching out and finding out how they could resonate or find out what common ground they had with them, how they could uh, incorporate them, how they could be activated. Instead, what the left did was make fun of them. They mocked them pushing them virtually into the arms of the Republican Party. At the time of its inception, it was a relatively amorphous, uh, politically amorphous. It was comprised of uh, libertarians. It was comprised of libertarian Republicans. It was comprised of individuals that had problems with the federal bank banking system. Mm -hmm. It had. Well, it was comprised of individuals that. It was a bunch of people that have been dissatisfied with, with what's been going on absolutely. politically. So you're and, looking and at everybody parties, in the, in in the whole thing. both parties. This is why it was called the Tea Party Revolution. Because, but I think that's a mistake because it, it assumes that the Tea Party was already part of the Republican Party. There were Republicans involved in the Tea Party, but they were not initially part of the Republican Party until they were brought, folded into it. Later so are you on. saying is that the only rem are you saying that the only remnants of the Tea Party are now institutional members of the Tea Party and everybody else has left the movement? I think many of them have accepted the institutional byline and some of them have left the movement. You were talking about Tea Party 2.0. What did you mean by that? Well, I mean, I think it, it speaks it, to this. And yeah. we, were, we were talking about this before we started the show. Well, when, the reason why I was calling it, and, and I should probably trademark that, to be honest with you. Um, started by Gabriel Lila, the common man. Exactly. Yeah. It, it's because it's another group of, of people who are dissatisfied with what's going on, of, of what's going on politically. That are Republican-leaning. Well, not necessarily. It's conservative. So it's not would we call the upheaval just, of the 1960s Tea Party beta? Well, we're not. We're, well, hey, if you want to do it that way, I that's mean, fine. But I, yeah, I mean, you can you can go ahead and trademark that piece as well. But <laughs> but what I'm saying is that we have we have a surge of, of we had a surge in 2000, 2008, yeah, where we had people where they were getting dissatisfied, and it rolled along into into 2010 when we had this election, mm -hmm. okay, which which they identified themselves as a Tea Party, okay. Now we had these guys still rumbling around, but but there was nothing really going on politically in, in regards to making major changes. Mm -hmm. There was changes, yeah, but it, it and. To a lot of people's opinions, it was affecting them in some fashion, either mostly negative, more more negative than positive, when it came to acts that were being passed or or, or laws that were being placed at not only the federal level but at the state level. And then now we have 
this other cycle coming up of, of elections coming in and, and we have a new group of saying, hey, we're, we're tired of all this stuff mm -hmm. and we're, we're going to come back up and research as this. There's a key distinction though, Gabriel, that we have to point out here. One, one's dealing government, one's dealing with banks. Okay, they're both upset with the, but they're both upset with the, with the machine that's out there. I, but I guess in, in terms of what you're highlighting though, Gabriel, and, and this goes to Chris too, so okay, th there are these differences. Um, Shows like all three of ours have, have been calling for people to get involved, have right. been asking for people to get involved. Um, are we now running the risk of disenfranchising more voters? Because now we have all these people involved and the, the talk around the table seems to be, well, the Tea Party kind of had its peak and now it's dwindling down. Uh, Occupy has all these people out around the world, but a lot of people are still very vague as to what's next for Occupy. Recall just succeeded in, uh, the recall in El Paso just succeeded in getting all these signatures. Um, there's now going to be, it seems like, a recall election scheduled for May, but you know what? Uh, after that yes or no vote in May, then they're going to go to November, and that's when the candidates would be elected. Uh, the, the new mayor would be elected, so it would have a mayor pro tem for about six months. And then after that whole thing, it's a new mayor gets elected in November only for another potential six months, right. because guess what? In May 2013, you have to run again for mayor. So in all three of these movements, we've called for people to get involved. We've asked for people to get involved. People are now involved. Mm -hmm. But people are involved because they're upset. Now, do we run the risk of disenfranchising them even more if none of these movements come to some sort of fruition where they, they feel it was worth their time? I think we won't know until election time comes up because then we're going to be able to see those that were there, were they, were they actually there to, to participate in some fashion? Or were they going to just be there just to be there just to say, hey, I was there. I, you know, I, I got to, I got to, to carry a banner or do whatever. It, it, we won't be able to, to actually realize it, its fruition until, until um, the next election. Well, I, I, I kind of disagree with that to a certain extent with regard to the import. I think we're heavily privileging the importance of elections here. Okay. Uh, with the Occupy movement, for instance, the election, they, don't, they already believe that anyone that's pretty much elected is not going to facilitate change. So then what's In next, virtue please? of their, well, for them, it's about facilitating change from the financial sector. You have to deal with Wall Street and the banking, the, the central bank happen, that first. That won't happen until, until you get people in there that are, that are going to believe in that. That's that absolutely believe not true. How, how because you, how, how, I mean, you got You're you already got seeing a policy response from within the government right now without them even having protested and in front of the Capitol or in D.C. Well, well, wait, wait, that begs the question, though. You're saying that you've already seen a response from government, which denotes then that we are then appealing for government action. We have to have government action. There's which, no question about that. Which would mean that. you want the kind of but candidates they're, that they're will primary, act in, the, in my, favor of an Occupy My movement. point is, is that in, in terms of Occupy, the primary position that they have or the primary uh, goal that they are trying to, uh, to change is not dealing directly with the government. It's dealing with the people who fund the government, who, namely not the government, but who fund the politicians. Mm -hmm. For instance, there is a call for a petition right now from people in the Occupy movement domestically within the United States to say, if money is not taken out of politics, if these things are not dealt with, we will not pay our taxes. Okay. So a uh, boycotting on taxes, we're not gonna, we're gonna cease paying any federal taxes whatsoever. If, if these changes are not done. 
uh, or facilitated. And, and are they the prepared government. to go? And are the people that are going to be doing this prepared to go ahead Absolutely. and suffer the, re the, the consequences Absolutely. on that part? Absolutely. So they're going to. So so when they if, if they get if and when they get arrested for 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 failing to do this, mm -hmm. then they're going to go back and say, well, I'm sorry, but I I was trying to fight this this cause, and now to, uh, the government's trying to cheat me out of whatever out of whatever I have. Uh, just because well, they don't cheating. believe in that part. Well, I mean, it's, what it's would a, be the downside? That, that is, I mean, what you're doing is diminishing the viability of that kind of civil what, what disobedience. What I'm trying to get at is that this is, it, in, in reality, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it to you this way. I, I don't think that's a viable option for people to do because if, if people are saying that they're losing so much, they're going to lose even more if, if they say, question. well, I'm going to go ahead and fight the government on this. Let's say 10% of the population, just 10%, mm -hmm. decides not to pay its taxes. How much revenue is going to well, be restricted. Well, I, I was going to go to that exactly. I was going to actually say to you, you know, it, it seems like an awful drastic measure to take for a, a gathering of attention from the still powers that be. It seems to me that uh, Occupy may actually have the numbers to be able to get people that think like it mm -hmm. into office mm -hmm. uh, rather than than sacrifice at such a high level for such a small gain, the attention of the government. Why would they? they why would they do that when you have? And how I they, mean, how you, you talk about it a drastic. You talk about it in terms of being a drastic measure. Yeah. But we live in drastic times. We have a Congress that has eleven percent approval rating. So why not can them and put? Well, some no, of the it's not about that because they know office. that any official, they think that any politician you're going to elect is going to sell you out anyway. In so virtue, it's be? not the problem. It's not the person, Hector. The problem is the system itself. The way the system is structured. Then you have to fight the system in order to get it to and work. And how That's do you all. do that? You have to go in from the. And this is something By that I said. To the powers that be there you have. You have to go in from the inside. That's 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 that's, the, that's what that's his answer. To, is you got to appeal to yeah, the you powers have to go that be in, that are already. Corrupt. You have to go in and fight the system in some fashion, because that's the only way that the people are going to be able to say, hey, this this person has a concern for me, and I want to go ahead okay. and 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 hopefully bring this person back in again. What do you and, mean and by way, in some fashion? Well, they want to go ahead. They're going to have to do as they did with the Tea Party. You're going to have a group of people that are going to say, Oh, look how we well want that to, worked out for the Tea Party. I know, pretty nice. Nice segue into that part. But, it, but they well, were in there. No, but, look, but they got in there. But yeah, they got in look there. how well that worked out for the Tea Party. But it's still active. But that, that's the thing. Here's, it's still active. And, and, if they, and if they go in and say as one voice, saying, look, we have a concern on this part. We need to do some type of, of change on there. Now, it may not be an automatic... 180 degree flip. If if it's 10 degrees, if it's a little bit, I'd ra I'd rather take that little bit. Or yeah, I think people would say with people would say, hey, let's go ahead and make a little bit of a change. Piecemeal reform is not something the Occupy movement is is interested in. But it's they're not than interested than in piecemeal, than piecemeal reform. If, if you have a system that is so there, I mean that that is not going to be changing. What you're saying is that we need to s settle for the mediocre the mediocrity no, settle, that is extent. In well, DC. You go for the best. You go for the best. No, you go for the best, and you say, "Okay, let's go ahead and, and get where we can." Look, it seems to me, though, Chris, and, and you're talking about mediocrity. I just still don't understand why we would, why we would have a group of individuals that are probably all bright, educated individuals, much mm -hmm. like yourself. You're involved in the movement yourself, that would want to go through so much to try and solely get the attention of the powers that be, rather than not only go through what they're going through, but also try to get some of their folks within this system that could then reform or, or, or rehab this whole system that you guys When you elect someone reform. into an already broken system, what does it take to get elected? Uh, it takes a lot to get elected. What does it take, though? I mean, fundamentally support. and realistically, what folks? kind of support? Money support. How much uh, money? 
Well, it depends on the race, right? To get elected to a federal office, how much money does it take? Yeah, I would say a minimum of about $100,000. A minimum? Yeah. Okay. And what does it take to win a federal election? Not just run, but win. Probably a lot more. Like I mean, how much? Just you need the, you need the, the people. You're going to need orders. Area, and what I'm, what I'm saying here is orders of magnitude more. Orders of magnitude more than just $100,000 to win Occupy, an election. If Occupy can build a world but, movement, we can't build a movement to get a group of people even, like yourself elected? Even more importantly, where is that money coming from? Even more importantly than that is what sorts of things do you have to do in order to get that money? Now, there was an interesting piece that was done uh, recently in a book that was written by a guy named Lawrence. Um, I can't remember his last name offhand. I just had it before we came in here, too. Okay. But in, in any case, the, the gist of it is this. Most politicians know and are told when they enter into office that you need to lean toward the green. Lean toward the green. What do you mean by that? Towards the money. These people are not environmentalists. So what other green is there? Money. Money. And if you're leaning toward the green, whose interests are you representing? The people that are funding your election, no? Yeah. Not, your, not the people that you're representing well, here, here's in the your thing, constituency. Then, in, in this action, then, then you can actually legit, if, if, if this is going to move the way you're, you're, you're thinking, mm -hmm. okay, you can actually get a group of people, or as, as it's being called, the 99%, to go ahead and, and actually fund little by little on an individual basis to, to help fund a person or a group of individuals to say this is what we want to do instead of instead of having right. a political instead of having some type of but there's like some very the serious is, look at the amount of money that you're having to compete with is what's important the question is though then if if this lean towards the green and those are the interests that the elected officials are represented and here we have various groups that are making some sort of movement to say hey we need to stop this I think I think the bigger question becomes then if we were indeed to be able to get some sort of reform, what would that reform look like? And how are we to expect that these individuals that have all been uh, funded by various campaigns to, to go ahead and reform in, in, in the way that they would? I, I, I can tell you first and foremost that Citizens, Uni Citizens United has to be revoked. It must be revoked. It, we won't be able to know. I mean, we'll, the only way we're going to be able to say um, that there is going to be some type of change or be able to get the people that we want is for the voice to be heard and these people to actually make some type of movement. Folks, it's an interesting time in our community. This is not going to be the last time we do a political roundtable like this. We will continue to bring them to you. We have now gotten to a point where we have the community coming to action on a various array of movements. Get involved, folks. Get involved. Until next time, I'm Hector H. Lopez for Fronteras, the Changing America, and all of us here, have a good evening.